Welcome to Refresh, Coastal Conversations on Faith, Life, and Justice. We're sister friends on opposite sides of the country, talking honestly and openly about our experiences. (laughs) Now that's refreshing. Hello, Zandra. Welcome to our October recording. How are you? Hey, Sabrina. I'm doing great. How about you? I am doing well. Fall is in the air. I definitely feel fall-ish. <laughs> how's, the weather? how's the weather in your uh, on your coast? You know, it's been fluctuating quite a bit. Uh, we've had some pretty cold days, also some really warm days, and it's kind of going back and forth. Uh, Looking at the forecast for uh, this upcoming week, it looks like we just might get some rain, which we desperately need. A few days of rain won't make up for years of drought, but I would love to see some rain. So uh, hopefully we'll actually get some. Okay, awesome. And I don't see this is now I'm thinking about my own challenges with geography. So do you all get like a fall foliage like do you see leaves changing and things like that like what's what's the transition between seasons like for you I wouldn't say that we that we feel all four seasons where I am Um, we definitely get to a point where it's more cool than warm but that's been a little slow coming in this season and when I first moved out this way Uh, there was a period of rain. So people told me, uh, you know, in the fall, there is this period where um, we get rain. You're going to want some rain boots. It comes at you sideways and all of this. And I think that happened like one year. (laughs) And then people kept saying, oh, this is so strange. You know, it usually does this. It usually doesn't do this. So, you know, my my sense is this global warming is just getting everybody. It has just thrown off our expectations for what weather is typically like in our various regions. So, uh, girl, we don't know. But um, I, I certainly am grateful for the sunshine. I see that most days. Uh, and there haven't been, at least in this season, We did have some extreme heat days, but not as many as the year before. So I was grateful for that. We also haven't uh, had any trouble, at least not in my area, with wildfire smoke. Um, And we're in wildfire season. Uh, My understanding is that it actually started earlier than it typically does. Um, But we haven't had any trouble with the air quality out my way uh, this time around. And so hopefully, you know, prayerfully, it'll stay like that. Uh, But I definitely remember last year, oh my goodness, some days where we, you really needed to stay home and it was seeping inside, you know. Uh, There was at least one day where it looked like a movie scene, you know, the, the sky was kind of a dark orange and it was just like that for much of the day. You couldn't, there wasn't the regular light of day that you experienced. So, um, 
it was pretty unreal. And and so far this season, we haven't had that. So I think that's just a little bit of grace for us. Yeah, it's something else to be grateful for, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And in Southeastern North Carolina, we are definitely seeing the leaves falling. We have nice, cool, crisp mornings. I mean, getting up and out as often as I can to go for walks in the morning. It's just been beautiful to be out and to feel the weather cooling. We also have had some extreme ship, extreme shifts in temperature, but for the most part, it's starting to cool a bit. And so that has been really nice. And I am told by one of my colleagues that the evenings are going to start to get a bit cooler. He's already looked ahead. So I'm usually looking at the weather for the day to see what I'm going to do that day and like what I'm wearing to work <laughs> and maybe the next day. But last, on last Thursday, he told me, okay, next week we're gonna have some really cool nights. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But enough about the weather. <laughs> the holiday season is upon us. Uh, yeah. so it's crazy to see that there are already Christmas decorations in our stores and we'll be gathering with family over the next few months for a lot of different celebrations. And I know for me, one thing that this this time of the year always brings about is the, the value of relationships, who we have in our lives and who we get to spend time with. And maybe for some of us uh, thinking about people that we may be missing or relationships that we may be missing or longing for. And so today uh, we're going to just spend a little bit of time talking about those relationships, the people that we have in our lives and maybe the people that we're welcoming into our lives. So last month we talked about taking risk and then we kind of veered off <laughs> from taking, uh, talking about taking risk to really thinking about when we've made some critical decisions in our lives and what those decisions look like. And that brought us um, on the cusp of a conversation about relationships. So we'll just pick up where we left off and yes. continue that conversation. So, so Zan, I'd like to start by asking you, what type of relationships do you foster in your life? Yeah, you know, I can speak to some of them. Um, I would say that my familial relationships are some of the most important in my life. Um, of course, I think of them as being like the longest standing and I know that family dynamics can vary greatly for people. Um, so my situation may not be everyone's situation, um, but I did, you know, grow up with a sense of being loved and being protected. Um, and I grew up in a household, household with uh, brothers who drove me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also knew that I was loved and I, in my adulthood, one of the things that I am grateful for is that I have a great relationship with my siblings. Um, my sister and I grew up in different households, um, but, you know, we love each other too. And it's just a blessing to know that I can call on them. You know, uh, we check on one another. We cheer for, root for one another. Um, we want God's best for one another. And so uh, it means the world to me. Um, and I am in that place of witnessing um, transitions in, in familial relationships as well uh, as my parents well all of us are aging I started to say as my parents age well we're all aging right <laughs> uh, 
Um, but just as they advance into their advance more into their senior years, and I, you know, edge closer to middle age. Um, you know, people talk about these role reversals that happen, and um, the child kind of starts to take on some parental-like responsibilities. And so I've witnessed some of that shift, and it's especially important to me recognizing, you know, the seasons and, and our continuing maturity and the eventuality of their passing, which is hard to say, but we know, I mean, everybody has to go that way. Um, so one of the things in recognition of that is really important to me to cherish the time that we have. And so I live thousands of miles away from my aging parents. And that's that can be really difficult. Um, one of the blessings of the past what, 20 months or so of the COVID season um, is that I got to spend a portion of that and it definitely was uh, a minority portion of that, but more than I normally do uh, with my parents uh, in Georgia. And so that was one of the blessings during that season for me, um, being there, being able to help care for them uh, keep them out of the streets, you know, and um, I could do the grocery runs and, you know, I could help with doctor appointments or whatever it was. And um, so I giving me that time. My, my father said, Zan, this is the longest you have been home since you graduated from high school. I said, really? Are you sure that's true? I said, well, what about in the summer summers? And he said, well, you are always gone somewhere in some program doing this and that. And, you know, I never really thought about that and how that might have uh, impacted my my parents. I was just in a routine of, well, we're going to do something with ourselves in the summer, you know, and I would apply for different things. So familial relationships, I really do try to foster a lot of some of my longest standing relationships are also friendships. Uh, there are some ladies that I you know, our earliest remembrances of one another is about around the age of two, but we grew up on the same street. So from zero <laughs> and we were born just months apart, you know, one, one in January, one in February. And then uh, I came in March. And so, uh, you know, those are lifelong friendships that are still standing. Uh, and I spoke with one of them recently um, she called and just said, you have been on my mind and I'm, I'm like ready to just fall out from a long work day. But I said, I've got to call Zed and see what's going on. And so I knew she was already like under the covers, but, <laughs> you know, just really wanted to connect and that meant so much. Um, and so I thank God for those relationships as well. Um, and, and other friends that I've had like since middle school, you know, and so we, we grew up together. We know each other's formation, um, on into adulthood and to have friends like that, um, who have watched you grow, who have loved you, you know, through all of your stages and phases, um, and love you still 
you know, it's just priceless. And we know uh, not all friendships are cut from the same cloth. They don't all last. Some are just seasonal. Uh, and so it's important to, you know, really value and celebrate uh, the, the friendships that we do have. Um, so there are, you know, there are others. I know we got people in all kinds of classifications in our lives, but I'd say that the two most significant for me um, are my familial relationships and my friendships. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you for sure about those. And I, I, I also have a maybe a, a bit of a non-traditional answer. And I'll say that my relationship with myself has, has become more pronounced as I get older. Just the amount of love and care and compassion that I need to give myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't feel like I was um, taught that from a young age. I feel like there was a lot of emphasis on how I treat others, but not enough emphasis on how I love and treat myself. And so as I'm getting older, I definitely am, putting more time and energy into extend compassion to yourself, Sabrina, you know, love on yourself today, give yourself a a treat today. Right. So that, that has become really important. And then I would say in addition to family and friends, all layers, as you've mentioned, are friends, my colleagues play an interesting role in my life. um, And I'm seeing the value of that. Just having people, maybe who I don't call like a friend per se, or a friend in, in the traditional sense, but someone who, I can call in about specific things because we we work together. So I would add just add those two to your list. So family, friends, and then with myself, with my colleagues. And obviously I know that we both share in our relationship with, with God, right? So just you know that I feel like that's a given the nature of our podcast. Yeah. So those are those are my my other two additions. So I, I guess, yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, just a little echoing affirmation. I, I, I really love your mention of uh, valuing yourself. Um, and I do think that's, <laughs> that's an underdeveloped, underappreciated um, ability. Because a, lo- a lot of the messaging we get societally is you need to be with somebody else. Like you, you, you are lacking in value. You're not as important uh, if you don't have uh, others, whomever those others are. And so I, I, I don't, I agree with you that we aren't often taught how to just love and appreciate ourselves and spend time that's just devoted to us, you know, taking the time that we need. And that could be one of the reasons why we struggle so much um, with burnout, um, with, you know, a host of, of issues, maybe even some, some mental dis-ease because we, we kind of celebrate, you know, oh, they just give, give, they just do, do. Uh, and aren't often taught or take the time to learn how to just pause and appreciate the pause and to appreciate, you know, caring for ourselves. So I really value you saying that. Um, absolutely. Um, and it de- it definitely goes without saying, but you know, I, I got to say yes, yes, yes. Um, the single most important relationship 
of my life is my relationship with God. So um, that's just worth having on the record. Um, it, mean, it means everything to me. Yeah. Hi, Sam, thank you for echoing and, and emphasizing and amplifying that, though, both of those, right? Because for me, I've been learning that some of the, even the dis-ease in my other relationships are because of how I have devalued my relationship with myself. And so now just having, and in my 40s, learning about the way that I care for and treat myself sets the standard for how other people care for and treat me. The way that I give time and attention to myself, the way that I honor myself sets the tone for how people do the same thing. And it also shifts anyone who is not willing to do that, right? And, and so again, I have really, really taken a lot of pause, probably particularly during this pandemic season to just love on myself. And now that I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of coming out of a, a cocoon now that I'm re-emerging, trying to re-engage with community, I, I see a difference in how I'm re-engaging. And it's because I've taken some, maybe for, by force even, taking some time to really get to know me, to love on me, to heal me in new ways, and then to let that um, shine light on my relationships and the people that I welcome or re-welcome into my life. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so... As we think about and as we talk about these different relationships, family, friends, from, you know, colleagues, our relationship with God, our relationship with ourself. Um, tell me a little bit about or your, your take on how these are different and why they're important. Like, why can't we just have family and that's enough? Because some people say, I got my siblings, I got my, my parents, I'm good. I don't need any friends. Some people say, I have my friends, I don't need any new friends, Right. I, I know I've heard, and I've even at times practiced this, my colleagues are my colleagues and they're not my friends. So can you talk a little bit about your take on why some of these relationships are different and still important? You know, I think they they serve different functions in our lives and um, God can uses them in different ways uh, to strengthen us, to stretch us, to prepare us. Um, even the ones that are incredibly difficult, you're like, <laughs> can I just get away from this person? And then you get into a new situation and you find the very same personality <laughs> that you were trying to get away from. You know, often that's because there's something in that for us to learn to mature in terms of our, our response um, and maybe even irritation with whatever those personality types are. Um, so I think that they they serve different functions for us. Um, a, you know, a really great God sent friend. Uh, I'm pausing because I. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's what I want <laughs> want to say. There's something special about a relationship with individuals who are going to love you no matter what. And just not everybody can do that. I don't just, just, that's just not everybody. And so I have that in my family. Um, and I have that in certain friends, not in everybody that I call friend. And so I just, I recognize those differences and family. I, I try to be who I am regardless of the situation, but family, I don't have to put up any kind of 
protective barrier, you know, I'm just saying. And they know who I am and they love me and embrace me for that, you know, and that's, that's it. I think friendships um, sometimes begin from a different place. You know, there may be things that draw us to uh, others. Maybe we like the same activities um, or I don't know, there's something that we share or maybe something that we admire in one another. And we're kind of drawn to one another um, and we develop friendships, but we choose you know, we don't have to be in those relationships. I didn't choose my family. Now, I choose to stay in relationship with my family. <laughs> but they were chosen for me. And I thank God that they were chosen for me. Um, but my, my friendships, you know, I chose them or others chose me. And then we worked worked it out along the way to decide what the length of those friendships would be and how we would, what kind of influence we would have in each other's lives over time. I've had some unhealthy friendships mm -hmm. and some incredibly, you know, life-giving transformative friendships. And they all have impacted my development. Even the unhealthy ones, looking back, I would say I'm stronger for it because now I recognize, you know, what it looks like, what it feels like to have like a true friend. Um, and I mean, very briefly, I can say one of the things I, I recognize from um, and unhealthy or toxic friendship is that someone who is really your friend, you know, who loves you for you, um, they, they should have no kind of desire or investment in like tearing you down and making you feel badly about yourself. That's a, that's a significant character flaw. <laughs> and that person doesn't deserve to be in like our, in a circle, you know, so I, I feel like you can't really share like your mind, your heart, um, you know, your hopes, your future, all of that with everybody. Everybody can't like hold it and cherish it and protect it. Um, and it kind of reminds me of that verse about not throwing your pearls before swine, just that everybody can't handle it. So um, I would say there are different functions and purposes that people serve in our lives, you know mentors, um, advisors, co-workers even, uh, you know, can really push us. And I have, I have certainly benefited from having people in my life who are more, um, more work or professional friends than kind of, I don't know how to classify the other friends who are, are, that you would just spend time with regardless of like your work connections. Um, and those people have been really important too, because uh, it helps to have people who see your potential, you know, and want to push you to be 
and and strive even more than maybe you might be inclined to. Um, what about you? Yeah, I agree with, with everything you've said. And um, I'm thinking about, I do, I'm thinking about a particular exercise that I do in a coaching role that I have. And so in the coaching role, it's coaching for faculty and we provide them with a mentor map. And on that mentor map, there are about eight or 10 different categories. And we start the exercise off by saying it is, it is not only a fallacy, but it is detrimental to your career if you have the sole mentor, but that we need mentors for different things. And so we walk them through, you know, trying to map out how different people can fill in different aspects. And I think of our relationships in the same way that it's so dangerous. And I've been guilty of this. It's so dangerous to look to the one sole person to fulfill all these things that we may need that are very natural, right? Fellowship, laughter, encouragement, support, honesty, et cetera. It's a gift. It's a blessing. We can find one or two people who are able to move in and out of multiple roles. But many times a person, a group may be able to fulfill very distinct roles in our lives. And we I, I know I've grown into being able to embrace what they can fulfill and then leaving the rest to others. So I think of the same when I think about my friends and different levels of friendships, my family and different levels of my family, different levels of engagement with my family members and even other colleagues, et cetera, how they have very distinct roles. And I have had to learn to allow them to live into their roles and not expect them to be anything more than they're capable of giving or being in my life. And, and that has been a hard lesson for me. And so I, I'm really grateful for that. And again, I just, I agree with what you've mentioned that when I think about my friends and my colleagues and my family, they all have different levels of capacity and, and knowledge and awareness of even who I am and different abilities to, to, for example, be a listening ear or be an encourager or even be an honest, you know, hey, you're out of line, you, you know, to be that honest and kind of stern voice in my life. Those who are simply just fun and I just love being around them because they're just a ball of fun. I think about my friend. V, who I just visited in Atlanta, and she's like, hey, I'm looking up events. So I'm like, no, you don't have to look up anything. As long as I see you, I don't care what we do, right? And so those people in my life who it's just like, no matter what we're doing, just being in your presence is enough. And I don't have many people like that, you know, I could just be around them and that that's all that I need. And so, yeah, I just, it's, it's, um, um, my heart right now just overwhelms with joy, just thinking about people who I could just be around to your point. And we don't have to put on any airs. We could just be who we are. You know, um, if she will listen to this podcast at one at one point, and so she'll probably chuckle about this, but she came over to my rental. We were getting ready to go out for dinner. I'm a pretty swift, swift preparer. So I'm ready. Let me tell you, it was like a whole nother 40 minutes before she got ready, but it didn't matter. I just sat on the sofa with my iPad and just waited for her to do her thing because we were just together. And I was just happy that she was there, that she had reserved time for me and her day. So again, that's not something that's extended to everyone, but I'm appreciative that I have people in my life who know they can be themselves and it's okay and that I can be myself and, and it's okay. Yeah, that's such a blessing. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it really is just to be able to, to recognize, you know, differences and appreciate that and, um, you know, have lots of love and grace for that. I think that's so important. Um, also in the midst of our just talking, I was reminded of a relationship that uh, a type of relationship that um, God has, you know, used to bless me in some surprising ways. Um, we're both teachers and I have been pleasantly surprised several times over when God has brought former students back into my life. 
Um, and I mean, like years <laughs> had passed and they resurface, we, we reconnect. Um, and those have been some of the greatest blessings because we don't always get to know or see in the moment what kind of impact we may be having in someone's life and for it to come back around years later. Um, and I, I just thank God, you know, I, it has happened at times when I really needed it, when I needed that reminder that you matter, you know, you're, you're, you're doing work in this world that matters and it's planting seeds and, you know, it's amazing, too, uh, especially when you, you teach others, they're often significantly younger. You reconnect later. It's like, who are these grown people? And <laughs> they have things have just kind of shifted and you can become more like friends than the kind of teacher-pupil relationship that um, often feels like it has a kind of hierarchy. Um, God has blessed me to, um, you know, really kind of mentor and and coach and emotionally support uh, students that I taught as freshmen when they were first year in college through like their doctoral programs and things like that or in in totally new states. I'm in different roles and it's like. Dr. Jordan, you know, and you, I'm just so surprised. <laughs> and then we reconnect and, you know, form these bonds. And so um, that's been a blessing too, a, a, a surprising one. That is different. We, we share an intimacy because of um, that teacher-student relationship in the past and build friendships now but I share with them in ways that I don't share with my family, that I don't share with those um, heart friends who I know can, you know, hold the, hold and cherish the essence of me. So there are different kinds of uh, relationships, but, um, you know, really important ones. So we're coming up on our, our last formal question or thought to ponder. <laughs> And for our listeners, I want you to know this is all connected. It was very much intentional to talk about the types of relationships that we have because they're all important. And again, it can be dangerous to have the one sole relationship and sort of rely on that person. Even I would say burden that person with thinking that they can meet all of our needs. And so I believe that our healthy, our healthy full lives have robust relationships at every level where we can kind of go in and out and find our safe places and our safe spaces and our brave spaces to be who we are. And then also acknowledging that not everyone gets access to that, the fullness of who we are. So Sam, my last question for, for you and for us is, um, what is the value, in addition to what we've talked about, what is the value of a relationship with an emotionally or mentally intimate partner? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, I, I, <laughs> yeah, Sabrina's laughing because she could, you know, we, we, uh, zoom so we can see one another as we do our recordings and so <laughs> that's a a deep one um it's so significant to be able to share 
emotional, mental intimacy with someone, um, I think that lies at the heart of the most soul fulfilling relationships. And we need it. Um, I don't think it's something that we can do safely with everyone. Um, but I'm grateful to have those with whom I can do that. I, you know, for me, that's a pretty small circle. And um, I think by design, unfor- unfortunately, uh, by, by God's design, I mean, not like, <laughs> you know, I'd love to have as many of those as, as would want, <laughs> to be in that kind of relationship with me. Um, but I, I think that it's so important that we protect our hearts, you know, protect our, our thoughts. And um, we're constantly fighting against so many com- competing voices, distractions, motivations um, to be able to stay on course and, you know, to live life purposefully. Ooh, it's important for me to have those spaces. Um, and I would, you know, we haven't really said much about romantic relationships. Um, but I would say, you know, for me, that would be a part of it. Like that, that would have to be a, a significant central part of it um, because gosh we know things change right and what do you have when you go through these different phases where the romance feels different mm-hmm. but I think there there should be things that remain even as you learn anew you know as you grow with someone and kind of learn anew um, or love them through life's transitions, even physical transitions and changes, you know, what do you have? Um, I don't know why I just thought about Christopher Reeves and his wife. Mm. Um, and you know, so many of us just grew up with him because of the significant cultural impact of, of his films, the Superman films. And it broke my heart, you know, to see him in that chair like that. Uh, but, you know, his his wife loved him through that. And so their physical relationship changed significantly. Um, but at least from on the outside looking in, you know, what I imagine was happening, what what it, it seemed was that they found a new level of love. And so I think that emotional um, and mental intimacy, you know, was really important. What about you? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I don't know if, Zan, I don't know if we talked about this, but September was one of the hardest months that I've had. It feels like since May of last year. So May of last year was really tough for for me in particular with the pandemic and lots of things happened in my family. We had a lot of deaths back to back um, in a short period of time. 
I just felt overwhelmed emotionally. And I don't think, not that I can recall, I don't think I felt that way again until September of this year. And there were, there were some significant highs in September. I did some great bookings for speaking events and some other stuff happened with work. And then there were also some really low moments. And in, that, in those moments, I thought about this landing, having a landing place, that emotional and mental um, intimacy that I long for, a place to, oh my gosh, today has been amazing. Guess what I did? Let's celebrate together. And oh my gosh, today was so hard. I just want a place to lay, a physical place to lay my head and, and cry safely. And so I do know that as the weather cools and as the days get shorter, I have definitely been thinking more and more about foster, intentionally fostering spaces for emotional and mental safety. And I do long for that in an intimate partner. And, and when I say that, I mean like in a male partner that I can grow with. But in the interim, I, I welcome that in my friendships and in my family, just letting them know that I need, a, I need a place to land today. I need a place to lay my head today. And so I've been doing more of that, just making sure that when I have those high moments, I reach out to a friend and say, hey, guess what happened today so that we can celebrate together however we can, that I also celebrate myself. So maybe I stop by Whole Foods and get some ice cream on my way home so that I can celebrate myself. And then my low moments as well. Um, so I think I may have said, yeah, my high mom, high moments, making room for celebration with friends and family. And then even in my low moments saying, hey, I need to get away. I need to book a trip to Atlanta. I need us to spend some time together. I need to hang out with some people who I've known for a long time so that we can we can um, just be together in fellowship because I need a pick me up And so, yeah, I've been thinking about it more and making room, making more room in my life for for whatever is to come, um, because I know that I need that. And I, I feel that more than I have in a, in a while. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, just the, the notion of making room for what we know we need um, and what is on the way. Um, I, I, you know, that resonates a lot. Um, you know, I long for that same thing. And so um, God is aware, you know, God is aware um, and is making provision, you know, keeping and sustaining. Um, but we also just understand the humanness of desiring that in a person, <laughs> a physical person. Um, and so I, I like your, your thinking around, hey, I know I, I need this. Um, I know um, those needs are heightened in certain seasons and cultivating that in the relationships that I do have mm -hmm. uh, is important. So absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. So as we prepare to close out our conversation in today's episode, um, what refreshing thought offering do you have for our listeners related to relationships, any of them, or even specifically relationships with uh, current intimate partner or our TBD intimate partner? <laughs> well, you know, I think that we, we can certainly do a lot of choosing on our own, but I, I also believe that um, God, you know, relationships, you know, when we're open to it and um, I, you know, I'm grateful for those whom God has sent my way and those that God has sent me to. Um, so I'm looking forward to more of that, but, 
but you know where we stand today I'm grateful for that and so just recognizing the gift of God inspired uh, relationships I think can be really refreshing you know who can you look at in this season of your life um, possibly multiple people and know God placed these people in my life in this season for a reason you know and what is that and just you know allowing that to nurture us where we are right now and encourage us about the future mm-hmm. what about you yeah and i i would say i offer to our listeners be open to the unexpected and so something happened a couple of weeks ago that I'm not going to share on this podcast, but Zan, I'll tell you about it after we're done. <laughs> and I believe that that thing happened because I just expressed what it is that I want and what I need and then left the door open. And in the process of me leaving that particular door open, I also had to close some other doors when anything less than what I know that I need and what I know that is my best or my highest self showed up subpar, right? So I had to close the door to things that were just distractions, things that were just time and space fillers, knowing that I'm clear about what it is that I need and want in my life and knowing um, a little bit about what that needs to show up like. And so I would just say, leave room for the unexpected and close every other door to things that, are, that don't represent your best self, your highest self, the greatest version of how God sees you and how you and how I long that we love and see ourselves. So yeah, that's my refreshing moment. Um, leave room for the unexpected. All right. Well, we sure hope y'all enjoy this podcast. I sure have. Always enjoy our conversations. Um, to our listeners, thank you all so much for continuing to support us. It's just a blessing. Um, I, I don't know how often Zan does, but I do check our dashboard, our podcast dashboard from time to time. And it's always a blessing to see that you're still actively listening. You're still revisiting our, our earlier recordings. You're still supporting us from all around the globe. It just means so much to us. So thank you for listening. Please continue to like, share, and subscribe. And we look forward to releasing a new episode on next month. Have a wonderful day and remember to stay refreshed. Yeah, absolutely. I do check that dashboard too. So thanks y'all for (laughs) listening in. We'll see you next time. Take good care. for listening to today's conversation. We hope you'll join us again next month. Until then, make sure you remain refreshed.